ಗೋಪಿಜನ ವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರದಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರದಾರಿ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ಗಿರಿವರ ಯಶೋದ ನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದ ನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರಾವನಚಾರೆ ಯಮುನತೀರಾವನಚಾರೆ ಜಯ ಜನ ವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರದಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರದಾರಿ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರಾವನ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾದಿವಾಸಿವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Radha, Vallabha Radha, Vallabha Radha. Jaya Radhe, Jaya Radhe, Jaya Radhe, Jaya Shri Radhe, Radhe, Jaya Radhe, Jaya Radhe, Jaya Jaya Jagannatha, Jaya Jagannatha, Jaya Bala Deva Jaya Subhadra Devi Jaya Gauranitai Gauranitai 
Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Jaya Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Nithai Gaura Hare Bol Hare Bol Hare Bol Nithai Gaura Hare Bol Nithai Gaura Premanandi Jayavom Vishnupadaya Paramahamsa Parivrakracharya Sotarabhya Charanaravinda Bhakti Vedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Iskon Founder Acharya Jagadguru Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Shri 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 Jagannatha Baladesu Padramarani Ki Jai Shri 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 Gaurnitai Ki Jai Shri 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 Radha Vallabha Bhagavani Ki Jai all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to Shri Guru and Gauri. Haribol. John, can you come to the mic? Can you tighten this? It keeps falling down. This, this has to be tightened, please. It's just slipping. This is making more for a problem. So today we are reading from Srimad Bhagavadam, 6th canto, chapter, chapter number, what's the chapter number, Kansi? Chapter 18, text number 76. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. We read the verse. Tadidam mama durjanyam. Tadidam mama durjanyam. Bali shashya mahiyashi. Bali shashya mahiyashi. Shantum argashi matastvam. 
शांतुमर्गसे दृश्य गर्भो दृश्य गर्भो मृतोतिदुर्जन्यम तदिदुर्जन्यम दृश्यगर्भोमृतोतिता शांतुमर्गसे दृश्यो गर्भो मृतोतिता दृश्यगर्भो मृतोतिता शांतोमर्गसेशन that idam this mama of me durjanyam evil deed balishashya a fool mahiyashi oh best of women shantumargasi please excuse matha oh mother tvam you drishta by fortune garbha the child within the womb mrita killed uttitah became alive translation only by shila prabhupad oh my mother oh best of all women i am a fool kindly excuse me for whatever offenses i have committed your 49 sons have been born unhurt because of your devotional service as an enemy i cut them to pieces but because of your great devotional service they did not die 
So who spoke this sentence? Who's speaking now? Indra, Lord Indra. Okay. So there is no purport. We'll read, I think, two more verses to go, and that's the end of this chapter. There is also no purport for the rest of the verses, and then we'll discuss. So verse number 77, Sri Sukadeva Goswami continued, Diti was extremely satisfied by Indra's good behavior. Then Indra offered his respect to his aunt with profuse obeisances, and with her permission, he went away to the heavenly planet with the brothers, the Maruta's. Verse number 78, the last of this verse for this chapter. My dear King Parikshit, I've explained, I've replied as far as possible to the questions you have asked me, especially in regard to this pure, auspicious narration about the Maruts. Now you may inquire further and I shall explain more. So this chapter finishes, and the next chapter is chapter 19, which is performing the Pumsavana ritualistic ceremony. That one, someone else will do tomorrow. Okay? So we will discuss on this chapter now for today. Om Agyana Timarandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitamena Tasmai Shri Guruvenama Sri Chaitanya Manobhistam Sapitamena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahim Dadatiswa Padantikam Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shiva Sadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama So, what is the context so far? Yeah, you have been listening, isn't it? Every day. I've been coming. No. <laughs> Who have been coming here every day? Anyone coming every day? You're taking notes. Maybe you, yeah? No. So, no one is coming every day. So, we have to start from scratch. <laughs> so, we have to go back from verse 1, is it? No, okay. Okay, we'll, we'll just quickly summarize, yeah? This chapter. What happens, what happens, okay, initially how this chapter goes is, Kashyapa was a great Rishi. In fact, I come from the Sampradaya, Kashyapa Sampradaya. Gotra, you know how when we go to India, Gotra, our Gotra is Kashyapa. So basically, you know, I'm coming from this tradition. So Kashyapa is a great Rishi and a saint also, and he's a direct son of Lord Brahma. Imagine, Lord Brahma's direct son. He was married, he, he had got 13 wives. Out of them, two are very prominent. Who are they? The prominent ones, Diti and Aditi. Diti, and he put a A, Aditi. Now, Diti produced a lot of demons, whereas Aditi had demigods. One of the 
very prominent demigod of Aditi is Lord Indra himself, Indra, you know, who is a king of the heavenly planet, who is in charge of mainly water. So he is a water minister, water and irrigation minister. Then, out of the many children, or basically two he had, Diti had initially two children, two sons, and their, their name were Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu. Yeah? Both were demons. At the request of Lord Indra, Lord Vishnu has to come and kill these two demons. Hiranyaksha yeah? and Hiranyakashipu. One demon, you know what he did? He took the world out of orbit. He pushed it into the Garbhataka ocean. The world was out of orbit. It cannot function. And that was Hiranyaksha. So Lord Vishnu has to come and fight with him and kill him in a boar incarnation. And then Hiranyaksha, that was Hiranyaksha. Hiranyakashipu, he was terrorizing the whole world, including demigods. All the demigods were his servants, including Indra. And finally, Lord came as Narishinga Dev and killed Hiranyakashipu. Diti was quite upset because both her children were killed by Lord Vishnu at the request of Lord Indra. So what she wanted to do is, very cleverly, she devised a plan. Okay, So what did she do? She started serving her husband nicely. And when the husband was satisfied, she told the husband, I want a son from you. And the son is to kill Lord Indra. But can you guess that Indra is again Aditi's another wife? Sorry, Diti's is a Diti wanted to kill Indra. Now Aditi's son is Indra. So in other words, Indra is Diti's stepson. And he want, she wants to kill him. But Kashyapa did not like this idea. So what did he do? Obviously, you know, another wife, his, another wife's, his own wife's, another son, which he did not want to do. So what did he, what did he do? He devised a plan that I will give her a ceremony to perform which will purify her. At the same time, through the ceremony, she will also get a son. Okay? But in the process, Kashyapa told Diti that this process is a bit complicated. Okay? So if you follow the process properly, you will get a son who will kill Indra. But if there is any deviation, then what will happen? You will get still get a son, but the son will be a friend of Indra. He will not kill. So it so happened that she took it very seriously and this Pumsavana ceremony is supposed to go for one year. She was very carefully doing this ceremony for almost one year. But at the end, you know, she slipped once. One of the days, you know, she forgot to 
do follow properly. For example, she did not wash her hands after eating. She did not wash her mouth and all that. Because of that, there was a discrepancy. And Indra took it, took advantage of it and entered into the womb. And what happened was Indra cut that one baby into seven pieces. Because Indra is a mystic yogi. He can do anything he wants. He entered into the womb. And that one baby, he cut into seven. And still, he wasn't very happy. He said, what if the child, you know, is alive? So that again, each of the pieces, he cut into seven pieces. So what is seven times seven? Sure. So 49 children were inside the womb of DT. And then, when she delivered, she saw 49 children. She was surprised. How come I asked my husband only for one child, but I got 49? What's the reason? You have to listen to the whole story, yeah? It's not funny. You have to listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 49. So, DT is asking Indra, please tell me, without telling, tell me the truth. What happened? So now Indra is narrating. This is what is it. Indra is narrating that he said, I'm a fool. Kindly excuse me for whatever offenses I've done. Your 49 sons have been unhurt because who protected them? The Lord protected them because she was doing a ceremony for the pleasure of the Lord, yeah? Pleasing Krishna. And therefore, Krishna protected all the 49 sons. They were unhurt. And they were alive. So Indra is saying, I wanted to kill, but the Lord is very powerful. I can't do anything. So I wanted to kill all these 49, but the Lord was so powerful that all the 49 were alive. And this is a story. And Indra regretted that. Oh, I have done a mistake. When did we say, you know, when we come, when we do we comment ourselves as a fool, when we did a mistake, no? When we do a mistake. So Indra said, my goodness, I've done a mistake. Mm, I should not have done it. So he said, I, I should not have done it. And he also concludes by saying, the Lord has protected the 49 sons because of your devotional service to Krishna. Whenever someone does devotional service to Krishna, Krishna will protect them. That's what we have to learn. The conclusion is whenever someone does even small devotional service to Krishna, then Krishna remembers and he will protect them. Okay. So today, what we are going to see is, we are going to discuss a few stories from Srimad Bhagavatam okay, pertaining to this theme. Okay. The first theme is, Initially, DT wanted to kill her stepson. Okay, Indra is a stepson. In Srimad Bhagavatam, do you know of a story where a woman wants to kill her stepson? Any story? We have come across that. Very famous story too. 
a woman. They've already killed their stepsons. Only one stepson. They killed. Very good, wonderful, spot on Prabhu. So in the Chitra Ketu Maharaj incident, he married millions of wives. But because one of the women got a child, all the other queens became envious. And what did they do? They gave poison to the small child and killed mother. See, all the ladies, they killed the stepson. That was a story. Any other story, Prabhu? The other one is BP. Yeah? Then, any other story where even if the mother, if the woman ill-treats her stepson, Surichi. Yeah. Suniti is a mother of Surichi. Surichi. Who is Surichi? He's the wife of Uttanapada. Yeah. Who's Uttanapada? <laughs> Father of Guru Maharaj. Son of Manu or father of <laughs> father of Dhruva. Okay? Because Manu, you're giving very high. Dhruva, everyone knows here. The father of Dhruva Maharaj. Because he wants to sit on his father's lap. Just a small desire. Suruchi said, no, you cannot. In your next birth, you should be born in my womb. Then only you can sit down. So this has irritated Dhruva Maharaj and has to leave home, go to the forest, do a lot of austerities, had the darshan of Vishnu, and finally Lord Vishnu gave him a planet which is greater than his great-grandfather's kingdom, which is Lord Brahma's kingdom. That is a story. Yeah? Now, moving forward, do any of us, or all of us, or some of us, have gone through the situation of wanting, not actually, not on a gross level of killing someone, but at least upset. You are the cause of my problem. I don't like you. I don't want to see you again. Yeah? In our life. Every. <laughs> John, John is very frank. <laughs> some people do not say, some people say. Yeah? So, we in our life, we have come across that. That means to us. Isn't it? It really means to us that, yes, sometimes or most of the time, we do not want someone, come on, go out of my sight. Yes? But we don't tell it deliberately. Not on the gross level like this. So, we are going to discuss something on that aspect. Eh? Now, before we go, when talking about you know how we, we do not want to kill someone, but we always got little bit of what you call, uh, not envious, I would say, like a little bit of a hatred towards someone who did not respect us or who do not uh, treat us properly or who upset us. Yeah? We had that mentality. You know? we, used to, we, we, will, we would have developed that mentality. Now, to talk on that matter very simply, two days back, I saw a, a news. 
you know how when you flip through the pages, some news, some Google news or something, you know, it get popped up. And I was surprised to see, you know what it said? This guy was a security man, okay? He, he did his shift. He finished his shift late in the night or early morning, early hours in the morning. He went to his house to sleep. His friend or his friend, basically, his roommate was snoring. He tolerated for some time. Again, he was snoring. So what he did, he killed him. Some Muslim country. I was surprised to hear this. This is the level people are in. No, absolutely no tolerance. Yeah? Because his sleep was disturbed, his roommate, you know, what he did, he tolerated for some time and his toleration limit has gone. That's it. He killed him while snoring. What is this? It's a news story. Can you imagine that? So this is what's happening in the outside world. We have to be very careful. Okay? That is at a very gross level. But we are not looking at the gross level. At subtle level, all of us have gone through. What we are going to say is, DT had, is going to do, it's already done the austerity, which is Pumsavana, uh, which will be discussed in the next chapter. Okay, chapter 19. Now in this, the next chapter, so DT has basically finished uh, an austerity or a vow known as Pumsavana. Okay? For any vow or for any austerity, you know, you need three things. Not only for that, even for any action, for example, if I have to talk, if I have to do something, you know, three things are very important. That's what we are going to dwell this subject on, okay? This aspect of this, three, three aspects are so important. We are going to dwell on that. What are the three aspects? For any action or for anything we want to do, three things are so important. Yeah, exactly. Who said that? Very good, very good. Wonderful. Intention or desire is important, isn't it? See, if I have to go outside to the city, intention, what am I going to do? I'm going to spend the time for nothing. I'm going to buy something, yeah? I'm going to meet my friend. Intention, desire, eh? It's very important. The second thing is, the practice, the practice of the task, what you're going to do, how you are going to do. And the third thing is a very important one. No. The result. The purpose, exactly. You're not bad, you're spot on that. So the first one is the intention, okay? The desire. The second one is that practice. How you are going to achieve the task itself. And the third one is result. Purpose or result. How you are going to achieve? What are you going to achieve? We are going to see some case study in Srimad Bhagavan, okay? So that we can understand it better. And it's also like a revision because this chapter is also over. So you, I want all of your inputs, okay? Everyone's input. Just give the input, you know. So you, you have learned this summary now, review, very short summary, and you can talk. The first one will take DT herself as an example. In DT's case, okay, before we go, we have to discuss based on these things, okay? The criteria is for a desire, 
it can be either selfish or selfless okay these are the two things okay either i can have a selfish desire that is only for me or selfless to please others or to krishna okay these are the two categories okay got it for the desire it can be either selfish or selfless you have to pick only out of two then for the action yeah it can be either material or spiritual okay material means whether it can be ignorance passion or goodness because krishna explains in the 14th chapter of bhagavad gita that in this world we have got three modes based on the three modes we act that's our nature it can be in the mode of ignorance in the mode of passion or goodness so we want to see, determine what mode the person is acting and based on that you will get a result okay for example people in the mode of ignorance means laziness inactive all the time they want to sleep anything hey come on let's go to the temple no let's go outside no what do you want to do i want to sleep oh i don't feel like doing it in the mode of ignorance passion means overactive overactive too much active they do one thing after another finishing finishing that you know and then keep on doing things overactive passion that's also too much problem mode of goodness is knowledge and therefore happy when someone has got a knowledge is very happy in the material world yeah because he knows what he has to do if i do that sin it's a sin if i do this one it is a reward for me so therefore he knows what to do he can discriminate between good and bad and therefore mode of goodness is always good so these are the three modes and spiritual means beyond the three modes in pure goodness yeah so the action can be material or spiritual material means ignorance passions goodness spiritual means pure goodness that means only spiritual work pleasing krishna that is pure goodness yeah then result result can be attached or unattached for example i am attached to my results i am going to work because i want to get some money that is attached unattached means i am doing some voluntary work because i want to help people out yeah? that is unattached so we are going to determine the following examples so the following stories in shrimad bhagavatam based on the three categories yeah all of you got it so again i'm repeating the first one is a desire which is can be selfish or selfless the second one is a practice which can be material or spiritual in the case of material it can be ignorance passion goodness if it is spiritual it is only to please krishna spiritual activity because krishna is completely spiritual there is no material tinge in krishna 100% spiritual is krishna there is not even 0.0001% materialism in krishna okay even if the lord wants to create this material world he uses some other external source he doesn't touch the material energy directly look at this how pure krishna is although this world is created by krishna he doesn't directly get in touch with the material world so pure is so therefore anyone who comes in touch with krishna also becomes pure 
This is the power of Krishna consciousness. Through his name, by chanting his name, by taking his prashadam, by hearing about him, by associating with his devotees. Eh? Very powerful process. Very, completely. Very, very pure process, Krishna consciousness. So that is spiritual. And the last one is result. Whether a person is attached to the results, then he will get according to that attachment. Or if it's unattached, he gets more results. Because he's doing a selfless service. Yeah? He's not attached to, oh, I'm earning. I want to take care of my family. Me, 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 my. He's not like that. He is very liberal. He wants to help people out. And therefore, his results will be more. Okay? Let us discuss. In the case of DT, which you have seen, what was DT's motive or desire? Sorry. Yeah, so what is a desire? It is selfless or selfish? Selfish desire. And the practice, good, good, Mataji. Selfish, yeah? She wants a son from her husband to kill her stepson. Is it a good, is it a selfless desire? Selfish desire. I want to do something. I, me, me, me. What is the practice? Is it in the mode of goodness, mode of passion, or a mode of ignorance? Ignorance. Because some, to kill someone is not goodness. To kill someone means mode of ignorance. All the time for me means mode of passion. For others means, service to others means goodness. Yeah? Me, 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 me means mode of passion. That's what the metal world is. All the time, me, 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 me. Others means goodness. I care for others. I do something for others. I want to help others. That's mode of goodness. Then, I want to serve, do service to Krishna. That is pure goodness, spiritual. That's very rare, actually. Okay. So, good. Then, what is the result? Sorry. That was uh, the action she performed was there. What was the action you said? Selfish, they say that's mode of ignorance. What is the action? What was the practice she adopted? What was the result she got? Prabhu, now you have to answer. What is the result she got? Because she was attached. See, note this point, okay? She was attached to the results, but she was performing devotional service. So what is that called as? Is it pure devotional service or mixed devotional service? Sakrama. Nishkama, Sakrama. Yes, Sakrama is there. But you can say in English, doesn't, don't worry. But what is the practice she adopted? Did she adopt a pure devotional service to Krishna or did she adopt mixed devotional service? You know what's the difference between pure and mixed devotion service? Do you know? Then this Prabhu, Prabhu, he knows that. Do you know what is a mixed devotion service and pure devotion service? Do you know? Okay. Mixed devotion service means, see, I've got some desire. I want to work. I want to get some money. I want to take care of my family. I want to get a house. 
I want to drive, you know. But at the same time, I want to also love Krishna. Yeah, nothing wrong. I want to take care of my family, nothing wrong. But at the same time, I don't want to leave Krishna. I want to come, I want to do service to Krishna. Because, why? Why I want to do service to Krishna? is our eternal occupation. We are a combination of body and soul. For the soul we need eternal occupation. Yeah? Constitutional activity. For the body we need conditional activity. We have to work. We have to eat. We have to take bath. That's all for the body. But what are you going to do for the soul? Krishna explains from chapter 2 of Bhagavad Gita that you are not this body but your spirit soul. The body is like a dress I'm wearing. If I'm wearing a dress, this is not the I am. I am not this jampa. I am not this dhoti. I am a person living inside this. So, the soul is a person living in the body. So, if you don't do service to Krishna, then you are not fulfilling your constitutional activity. You are failing in your sanatana dharma. Yes. So therefore, everyone has to do the job for the body and also they have to do condition, conditional activity and constitutional activity for the soul. Very important. Then only you, are happy, you will be happy. Otherwise, the soul is suffering. Only when you come in contact with Krishna, you are happy now. See, all of you are happy, right? Is anyone feeling morose, upset? Even though you may be upset at home. Yes, Mataji? But still, when you come here, you will be happy, yeah? Husband and wife will be fighting. When they come to the temple, they're happy. Yeah? So this is Krishna consciousness because Krishna is a reservoir of happiness. Anything you do to Krishna, you will be happy. You will never be upset. Yes? You're, you will experience that. When you come here, then later on after the class, you are going to take prasadam and then you talk to the devotees. You feel more and more happy. Then after you leave the temple, when you go home, that's <laughs> how it is, nature. Because Krishna, when you come, he puts you on the transcendental platform. And the moment you leave Krishna, you go to the material level. You know, like that. That's how it works. So therefore, we should try to connect to Krishna. You know, as much as possible in a day. Then we'll be happy. The moment you forget Krishna, all the problem will solve. Oh, I have to pay the mortgage. Oh, license, insurance. Eh? All the problem. But when you come here, see, all of you have got a problems, okay? I'm not saying. But you forget your problem, yeah? You forget your problem. Now, if I say, how are you Prabhu? Very happy. Because you are in, with Krishna. Then slowly when you go, all the problems will come. The mind will say, what about Monday? Have you paid the fees? Have you paid that? Prabhu, you can ask the questions later if you don't mind. Unless it's a question pertaining to this. Sorry. Yes. Good question. Good. I think you should come to the class every day. You develop your knowledge. See, the demons, what happens is, that's what I said, there's a devotional mixed and pure devotional service. Yeah? Now, in the mixed there is devotional service in the mode of ignorance. That is, Kamsa was there, right? You know the story of Kamsa? 
Krishna killed Kamsa, his uncle. Kamsa was also thinking of Krishna. But how did he think? Unfavorably. Oh, Krishna is my enemy. Krishna is going to come and kill me. He's killing me anytime. I don't know when he will come. All the time he was thinking of Krishna, but unfavorably. So Krishna also came in that form and killed him. But that is also, it is said in the scripture that that is also Krishna appreciated that and he gave him liberation. At least he's thinking of Krishna, but in unfavorable way. Yeah? So therefore they got anxiety. See, if, you, if, if we all think Krishna in a favorable way, we will be very happy. If you think, oh, Krishna is my Lord. He's so powerful. He has created this world. He has given us everything. Earth, water, fire, air, ether. Krishna says, this is my material energy. Can I say that water belongs to me? No. The Melbourne City Corporation will come and sue me. Yeah? <laughs> so uh, water doesn't belong to me. Can I say I, I am in charge of air, oxygen, nitrogen? No. Krishna. Uh, earth. Water, fire, air, ether, fire. Krishna is producing that. This is all Krishna's metal energy, okay? Just for the time being, okay? We'll move on. You, any questions you can ask me later. So, DT was performing mixed devotion service or pure devotion service, Prabhu? Mixed. So, the results won't be very favorable, okay? Because in many lectures by Srila Prabhupada, he said, we as devotees, okay, we as Krishna conscious devotees, if we practice mixed devotion service, we should try to become, make it to the pure level, make it to the pure level. If we practice mixed devotion service, then what happens is, we will end up going to Indra's planet and enjoy. And then maybe in the next birth, we are given a chance again. But because of our enjoyment, because it's mixed, it is not pure. Our desire is not only to serve Krishna. There is some mixed, mixed nature of our enjoyment. And therefore, Krishna respects that and puts you in the heavenly planet. So, yeah, yeah. And then we don't know where. When we go to Indra, we don't know what we will do. <laughs> you know? So that is why we have to be careful, okay? So now you can tell me, Prabhu, in the case of DT, she was in ignorance, okay? Because she wanted to kill. But the practice given by Kashyapa was Pumsavana, but because she had a mixed desire, it was not pure. She was worshipping Vishnu, but there was an internal motive that I wanted some son to kill Indra. And therefore, the result she achieved was mixed. So therefore, mode of goodness. Because they, she got a son, and all the son went to heavenly planet. See? Mixed devotion service, if you do, that's what you get. So children were not spiritual. They're not like Prahlad Maharaj. They were good. And therefore they went with Indra to the heavenly planet. Indra took them because they're brothers. Okay? That is the first scenario. Now, next scenario, very easy. This is, again, another deity's son, Hiranyakashipu. <laughs> you will see. Now, Hiranyakashipu, what was his desire? You know the story of Hiranyakashipu? Who killed Prahlad Maharaj, eh? Now, Hiranyakashipu, what was his motive? You should know that. Hiranyakashipu, was the motive pure goodness? I want to protect Prayanath Maharaj. He's doing devotion service. I will take him, give him a big chariot. I will put him a lot of garlands. Did he do that? 
what was his motive same like like son like mother you know <laughs> like mother like son mother wanted to kill indra son wanted to kill his own son hiranyakashipu he want to kill his own son prahlad maharaj so what was the desire motive <coughs> selfless selfish okay selfish then what was the practice prabhu huh? come on correct because what did he do he did not want to involve krishna remember i said whenever we do anything if we involve or if we come in contact with krishna then it becomes pure right but hiranyakashipu did not involve krishna he wants to kill krishna he wants to kill lord vishnu so he does not he krishna is out of the equation for him so that means it's a material activity and in the material activity he thought oh brahma is the highest what about vishnu i use brahma and use brahma to kill krishna <laughs> this was his logic eh? will it work like that he wanted brahma to kill vishnu lord vishnu how how you know he is very foolish so that was ignorance very good because he, what did he do was his austerity was what did he do he was standing with one leg and both his hands up and he was chanting oh brahma devaya namo brahma you know worshiping brahma brahma of course came but he said how can i give you he said i want immortality i should never die brahma said even i have to die what's the question of immortality for you so give me lot of conditions so he put all permutation combi- combinations yeah not in water not in land not in sky not in the day not in the afternoon evening all this night so krishna came and killed fulfilling all the conditions as narsingha bhagavan okay so what was the result hiranyakashipu got yeah destruction ignorance again see he started with ignorance practice was ignorance what is the end ignorance own destruction he was killed what is the use so the next one king nirga do you know him very important personality for comparison because he did something which we have to all know king nirga is discussed in the 10th canto of shrimad bhagavatam krishna's pastime nirga was a very pious king in the mode of goodness pious king okay but he was so much involved in karma kanda activities you know what is karma kanda karma kanda means doing activities as per the scriptures as per vedas but doing it for our own enjoyment for example i am do- giving lot of money so that next birth i'll become very rich charity i'm digging lot of wells and all that so the next birth i will born in a place where there is water i i start lot of education institution so that next birth i'll get lot of knowledge See, like the selfish motive eh? doing everything as per scriptures not on your own but he he wanted to do lot of karma kanda activity so that he will get lot of piety and through the piety you can enjoy the next birth but even this word this in this dynage people do not even have this common sense yeah 
they do not know that we have to accumulate piety so that next birth it will be good. If you do activities in this birth, which is full of sins, next birth we have to suffer, come and suffer. So as far as possible, we should do activities in the mode of goodness or pure goodness. Yeah? We should not drop down to the lower level, not in passion, not in ignorance. It's not very good. Yeah? So Nirga was a person who was doing karma kanda means always doing sacrifices in the Vedas so that you get a lot of piety. Piety means like a bank balance, you know, spiritual bank balance or pious credits. Through the pious credits, next birth you will be good. See, in this birth, if you got a lot of money, if I got in the NAB $2 million, and if I die, next birth I will not get $2 million. Again, I have to go to the school to learn A for apple, B for ball. And then again, I have to become a computer man. Again, I have to get $80 per hour. Again, I have to accumulate. And again, if I die, again, gone. $1 million gone. But pious credits are not like that. You can use the pious credit this birth for the next birth. See? So important. For that, you have to do a lot of sacrifices, austerities, penances, so that you can accumulate that. And when you die, it goes along with the soul. And next birth, you will get a good body. You get a good destination. See, all of us have done a lot of piety. That's why we have got a human form of life. Huh? Otherwise, we would have been animals. We have no piety. Yeah? Some piety we have done. So we have to increase the piety by coming to Krishna. Okay. So Nirga, he did that. Now what happened was, Nirga did a lot of pious creeds, okay? After, so what was, okay, let us quickly compare, okay? What was Nir Nirga's motive? Selfless? Selfish. Because he wanted to get more pious credits to enjoy the next birth, okay? What was the practice he adopted? Mind you, he did lot of austerities according to Vedas. So what is the practice? Ignorance, passion. He's very smart, this guy. He's a brahmachari. He was before, now also. So we see, very, before we think he gives answer. Very smart fellow. So goodness, okay? Anyone who follows Vedas is in the mode of goodness. That's what we should do. We should follow, not our own mind concoctions. If it is the Vedas, we should follow. That's the mode of goodness. What is the result he got? Before you say, just compare quickly. His desire was in the mode of you know, selfish, you know, almost selfish desire, motive. Motive was selfish, but his practice was goodness. So what result he would have got it? Combination of passion and goodness. Because what happened was, oops. Okay, so what happens is, see here, from the garland, there was a small, uh, this thing, so better I'll keep it out. <laughs> see, this, we have to be watchful about this. This also living entity. We should not kill it. If you do not like it, we can gently take it and leave it outside. Okay? But we should not take it. And this we have to be careful because if it goes into your ear, you're finished. Yeah? You have to hear Bhagavadam with only one ear. Not this one. So we have to be careful of it. 
So Nirga, he started off with a selfish desire, but his practice was the mode of goodness. So he got a combination of passion and goodness. For example, when Nirga died, okay, Nirga died, <laughs> I don't know, maybe always, you know, I know even Srila Prabhupada also said in many lectures that always a man will be accompanied by a female in any species, whether it's a human, <laughs> whether it's a human or it's a tiger or it's a snake or it's a lizard, yeah? Always there is a couple, man and husband. So I'm looking whether, if that is a male, whether the female is still with me. <laughs> Or if it is a female, the man. <laughs> any, any case, okay. So, when he died, that birth. So, what happened was, Nirga's story. Do anyone know Nirga's story? Do you know? Okay. Very quickly, we'll summarize so that all of you know. Nirga was a very pious king. What happened? He does lot of charity. Charity after charity. So, once what happened was, he wants to, you know, basically show off that I can do lot of charity. I'm greater. And Srila Prabhupada says the best charity is to give Krishna conscious to others. Okay? Because how much can I give money? Because Krishna is a wealthier. We cannot compete with Krishna. Therefore, the best charity is to give Krishna conscious. But this Nirga was giving you know, a lot of charity in the form of cows. He had a lot of cows. Now, to one Brahmana, he gave one million cows. And to the second Brahmana, he gave one million cows. Then what happened was, one of the cow from the second Brahmana moved into the camp of the first Brahmana. So the second Brahmana came to the Nirga king and he said, okay, I've lost one cow. Please give me that cow. Then he said, okay, I'll get you the cow. And then he went to the first Brahmana and he said, see, the second Brahmana's cow, which I've given it to him, has come into your camp. Please give that cow. He said, no, it has come into my camp. I will not give. Then he went to the second Brahmana and he said, see, the, the, he's not giving cow. I'll give you one more million dollar. That Brahmana said, no, I want the same cow. Then what is going on? The second Brahmana wants the same cow. The first Brahmana doesn't want to give the cow. He was really worried. I wanted to do something good to you. But are you Brahminas? You behave, misbehaving. So he said the first Brahmana, I'll give you one million cow. Please give that one cow. He said, no, I will not give. So both the Brahminas were fighting. And because of that, the second Brahmana got angry and he said, you, did, you disobeyed me. You're not respecting me. And therefore I curse you to become a lizard. Then Nirga was thinking, what did I do? Yeah, I wanted to give you charity. I gave you one million cows. But what did you do? You cursed me. He got so upset. And at the end of the lifetime, but still he was doing charity. He did not take up Krishna consciousness. Then what happened? At the end of the lifetime, do you know that all of you, do you know that at the end of the lifetime, you have to go to Amaraj? Do you know that? All of us have to go to Amaraj. And Amaraj asked him, Nirga, you have done lot of pious credits, lot of austerities. At the same time, you have been also cursed by a Brahmina because you have disrespected a Brahmina. Do you know what is a punishment for disrespecting a Brahmina? You, you are cursed, you know. So you will have to pay the reaction. Which one do you want? Do you want good results first or do you want bad results first? Nirga said, I will take the bad result first because once I enjoy, if I get something bad, I will not like it, okay? Let me get the bad and then good. Then I'll enjoy. That also is consciousness of material. 
So the MRI said, first you become a lizard. When Krishna is coming down to Brindavan in his pastime, you'll be born at that time because you did a lot of austerity. Okay, I'll put you there as a lizard. So he became a big lizard in one of the big wells in Brindavan. So when Krishna was playing, Krishna knows everything, right? He put the ball deliberately into the well. And when all the friends went there, they said, Krishna, look at this well. There is a big lizard. And Krishna said, oh, what is the lizard doing there? Hmm. Then Krishna knows everything, right? So what he did with his one finger, the finger extended like that. This finger, extend, extend, extend. It touched the lizard. Immediately, the, he came back to Nirga form. With all these, because he's a king, no? with all the dress and all that golden jewels, he came and he said, Oh Lord, thank you very much for protecting me. I was suffering in this world as a lizard. Then Krishna asked him, what, what happened, Nirga? Then Nirga said, Lord, you know everything. But because you're asking me, I'll tell you. So he tells the whole story. So when I went to Amaraj, they asked me, what do I want? First I wanted it. Now Krishna said, okay, now your suffering is over. You can go to the heavenly planet, enjoy. So he got the result, okay? For the, for the austerities you did in the mode of goodness, you get a mixed results. So it's not good, okay? So therefore, you think about it, what we have to do in the future, okay? So that is there. And then the last one is, we are going to discuss... I don't know how many of you know this, but anyway, the story of King Bahulaswa and Sutadeva. Do you know that, Prabhu? Yeah? You know that? Bahulaswa and Sutadeva. Now, King Bahulaswa was a big king. He was a big devotee of Krishna. But all the time, with his opulence, he was serving Krishna very nicely. He put a very big garland. He will nicely do uh, worship to Krishna. He will offer prashadam to everyone. Very nice devotee. Yeah, he was serving. On the contrary, there was a Brahmana Sutadeva. Sutadeva. He was very poor, but he is also devotee. He was also worshipping Krishna with leaf, with a little bit flowers, with rice and dal. That's it. But Bahulasla was pro providing a lot of opulence to the Lord. Once the Lord came, and he said, I want to go to both the houses. So the Lord came, he expanded. One form went to Bhagulaswa, and the other one went to Sutadeva, Brahmina. And the Lord was happy in both the cases. The king was serving him a lot of opulences. Yeah? Pizza, lasagna, all this. And there, he was taking some dry chapatis and some little bit of dal. Krishna was happy. And then what happened? Both of them went back to Godhead. So this story, what was the motive? Selfish or selfless? Because they are devotees of Krishna. Yeah? Selfless, very good. Because the aim is not for me, me. The aim is to serve Krishna. Okay? So it's selfless. And what is the practice? Yes. See, he is listening. Krishna conscious, he was pleasing Krishna. How can a Krishna conscious activity will be in only in the goodness? It is beyond the modes. It's pure goodness. It is Krishna spiritual, Krishna consciousness, spiritual activity. And therefore, what is the result he got? What's the result he got? Is it working? 
Haribon, is it working? Okay. So, what is the result he got? Both of them went back to Godhead because they were serving Krishna. If you serve Krishna, what do you expect? You have to go back to Godhead. <laughs> if you serve Krishna, Krishna will not leave you here. He will take you back. And when you go there, no birth, death, old age, disease. You like that offer? And you will never die. You can be always like husband and wife. You will never become old. You like this option? Yeah? Here, in the material world, husband and wife has to die. Both have to die. What's the question of one? Or will be separated, or whatever it may be. Diverse. The family court of Victoria will give you diverse. But in spiritual world, no problem. You can live. There is no diverse. Okay? So that is the story. So they went back. So finally, last one. This is more important. Sudama. You know Sudama Brahmin who gave chip rights to Krishna. Everyone knows the story. What was his desire? Selfish. Selfless. He was selfless because he only wanted to please Krishna. And what is the practice he adopted? Sudama. All the time he wanted to please Krishna. Thinking of that. Pure devotional service to Krishna. Then look at the result. Sudama, his wife, Sudama's wife asked him, when you go to Lord Krishna, please ask him to give us nice clothing, to give us some nice bank balance, and to give money because we are suffering. Then Sudama was Krishna's friend. Old friends, okay? Old mite, schoolmate. Then he was feeling very desperate, uh, sorry, very delicate. How can I ask Krishna for money? You know, Krishna is a king of Dwaraka. But I can go and see him, but I am very much, uh, I do not want to ask money. So he did not, is not attached to any result. And he went to Krishna and he did not even give his uh, borrowed chipped rice. He did not have chipped rice in his home. He borrowed from the neighbor and put it into his dhoti. And Krishna saw that and he said, Sudama, what did you bring for me? He said, he was feeling very delicate. He said, nothing. Mm, you bought the chipped rice for me. So the Lord took and ate it. And he became very opulent. When Sudama walked back, he remembered, oh, I forgot a mistake. I, my wife will not let me inside because I forgot to do a job for my wife. My wife asked me to ask Krishna to get some money. But how can I ask? I forgot. It's okay, doesn't matter. I saw Krishna. He was so nice. You know, he treated me very nicely and he was happily coming back. When he came back, his house has become like a big palace. All his children became demigods. His wife was looking like Lord Lakshmi Devi. See the power of Krishna? And this result was much more. See, if you don't expect the result, Sudama did not expect any results. But the result given by Krishna was so much that he could not even, you know, visualize. Imagine so much just by going to see Krishna and coming. So all of us are seeing Krishna. And when you go home, you can see the riches you have got. Yeah? You might win a tax lotter. You don't know, you know. So this is the topic, yeah? We discussed today. Okay. So, so therefore, finally to conclude, to take away home will be, we have to have 
selfless desire, we should practice pure devotion service, bhakti to Krishna, and then our results will be unlimited. But if you are selfish, if you practice Vedas and all that, and if you do mixed devotion service, then the results will be only very less. You will get a result. Therefore, we should do pure devotion service to please Krishna, and then we will be happy all the time. Okay. So, and we will stop now here. If anyone has got any comments, reflections on what we have done, questions. All good? Everyone is good? Okay. Prabhu, you got any questions? Good. Okay. So, we will stop here. Gantaraj Srimad Bhagavadam ki Jagat Guru Shila Prabhupada ki Nithai Gaura Premima Where is the insect has gone, huh?